You're listening to Bird Means Business, episode 23. Hello there, and welcome to the Bird Means Business Podcast. Y'all, I'm so excited to introduce our guest that we have for this episode. Her name is Brandy Lizenby, and she is just a jewel. She started Do or Die Texas, a hair salon here in Houston in 2011. And she is just an incredible person with an incredible story. And I think you'll really learn a lot from just hearing about how she launched her hair salon, how she quickly had to move it how it's like working with her business partner and a lot of other really great things. I met Brandy actually through my gym, the league. She began to come. I think we actually knew her through a friend. Her and her husband, Jacob, are just some of the best people. And she's awesome. She also has the Bueno Shop. She has Do or Die Brandy. She has Hair to Class. She has so many different businesses. So you can check her out on Instagram at Bueno Brandy. And you're going to just love her page. I like drool over it, her amazing plans. And she's such a fun and happy person and also really real and transparent. So I'm just really excited to welcome her to the show today. Here we go. Brandy, thank you so much for being on the show today. I'm so happy you're here. Hi, thanks, Ash. I'm really excited to be here with you today. Yes. So nervous. (laughs) You're going to do great. It's going to be so fun. I know that you're one of the owners of Do or Die Hair Salon here in Houston, and you also own the Bueno Shop, right? Tell me a little bit about right. your businesses. I am co-owner of Do or Die. It's a hair salon here in Houston, and my business partner is Grace Goodson, Salvi. And we've had this hair salon since 2011 now, wow. and it's been a journey. <laughs> <laughs> it's been awesome. Like We've loved every minute of it. But we're like, we're going to be business owners. We're going to be, you know, salon owners. That was really never our intention. It was just kind of built out of necessity. Mm. So we both started doing hair pretty early. And we knew that we wanted to work for ourselves, but we didn't know what that meant. So we both work out of, you know, different salons that were booth rental. Okay. And eventually we just like wanted more. We were in like the Montrose area and we worked with a couple other girls and we just wanted a better experience for our clients. And we wanted like a front desk, someone to greet them, someone to get them a drink, someone to kind of take away from us interrupting our clients when someone else would come in, you know? So we just started talking and we were like, we need to get a commercial space or a bigger space and we need to hire a receptionist. And that would elevate our client's experience like 100%. We just started talking it up and eventually it happened. And we opened up a salon out of a house in Montrose, another house, and got a receptionist. But we quickly like outgrew that. And... I guess the lady across the street was trying to sell her house. So we had issues with the lady across the street. Mm-hmm. And then they changed the rules, like parking. Mm-hmm. And we needed three parking spaces per client. Oh, wow. And we had five people in the house. So that would have been like 15 parking spaces. So mm-hmm. we quickly had to find another space. So we were just in that house for three months before we had to go find another space for the salon. Wow. That was the first like, you know, roadblock in that because 
we didn't just rent that house. Like we bought it for the salon. (laughs) But thankfully now Grace lives in that house. So it definitely was a good investment for her. And a client of ours found this space that we're in right now because she went to Joy Yoga. And we took a look at it and it was pretty rough, but we saw the vision. We saw what it could be. So we went for it and it was bigger than like what we needed, but we knew that people were going to come, you know, because when we were in the house, people and friends that were also hairstylists wanted to like come on and join our team, but we didn't have space for them. So it was interesting at first. So we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. We just said that we wanted that space for us. And then now we have a team of, there's 11, wow. 11 of us hairstylists, two receptionists. So that's amazing. You know what I love so much about that is like how you said that you started with just a heart for basically serving people better, like that customer experience and customer service, because it was kind of similar for Terry whenever we launched the league. He was working at fitness studios all over Houston, but he didn't like the way they were doing it. It was like, man, they could tweak this or that. And they weren't really budging when he would, you know, give suggestions. And so he was like, well, I just want to do my own thing one day. I know a lot of people listening might be thinking, well, how do I know if my business is going to work or what is the secret sauce? And I think when you think about the people you're serving and how you can kind of elevate an experience that you already see, or maybe you're working in an environment that could be better and you provide Mm -hmm. a solution to the problem that you see, like that is a huge key in making a business, you know, work. Totally. Yeah. Like how you're making people feel and probably, you know, like when Terry's teaching a class and someone just walks in, like he has to like stop the class and then, you know, go over and talk to the person. And it just like puts you at such a uncomfortable situation because you don't want to take away from your client, but you also don't want the person walking in your business feeling like shunned or feeling alone, feeling confused or intimidated, you know? Mm -hmm. So So having like someone in the front to do that for you makes all the difference because when you walk in somewhere, it is intimidating walking into a business that you've never been in Mm -hmm. and you just want to feel welcomed and loved and you just want to immediately feel like taken care of. So that was like super important. Because that's what people remember whenever they leave your place of business. So true. So what was it like kind of moving from the house into the more commercial space? Like, I know you said you didn't know what you were doing. And guess what? I didn't either. <laughs> I feel like none of us <laughs> know what we're doing. Did you have a yeah. mix or how did you navigate that process? Were you just kind of looking at other salons and how they did it and figuring it out? Or what did that look like? So there was no other salon at the time that was doing what we were doing, which was we were not doing commercial. We were not doing commission based. We were like every stylist was their own business and everyone paid rent. So it's like it was in one open area though. So no one coming in knew that every stylist was their own business. They thought that, you know, this was just like one salon. So we had to figure out how to remain like a team and have that environment that we were a team but also like respect that everybody was their own business. So people like were very confused when they like called in to like try to make an appointment and we had to navigate and tell them how to make an appointment with each individual stylist. So then we were like, we need a website. You know, we didn't think we were going to need a website, but you do because then you can refer, you know, the stylist and be like, you need to contact them with their email, their phone number, or however they want to book their appointment. 
that was like one of the main I <laughs> obstacles. Love I love that so much. Like what you're bringing out, like so much. I just want to like jump around right now because I hear <laughs> so many people starting a business who think they have to have, you know, their logo and their business cards and a website and all these things done before they actually start. And you don't. Like there's nothing wrong with those things. They're great things, but it bothers me so much when those are the things that hold people up from starting. Because like what you're saying is not only got into the house and then outgrew that space and had to get into this new space that we even started a website or it was like actually being in it was how you figured out and learned that you needed something else. And so it's like, go and actually test your product and try and start and then you yes. figure it out as you go. Trial and error. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A lot of Google searching. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like trying to think of like some of the other things, like just trying to like all agree on the same things and how we wanted the salon, like branding and like vibe. And that's also why we had to come up with a name, like do or die Texas. Our friend actually came up with it for us because, you know, me and Grace were in our businesses before. So she just like went by her first name. My salon like room was called Sunchild Salon. Another girl that we worked with, she had like blonde salon. So when me and Grace came together and we were opening up this salon, we we're like, well, we need just like one name. That was another thing that, you know, we had to come together and like agree on it. And when we heard it, we we're like, yes, that is it. Do or die, Texas. And it seems like yeah. so you and Grace met each other at that initial salon that you both worked with. How has your partnership been? I know people have a lot of questions around that. I've only ever worked with my husband which I know people think it's just like, oh, it's so amazing. And I mean, it is <laughs> a lot of times, but a lot of times I'm like, you know, <laughs> so what has it been like having a business partner and how do you kind of work through, you know, things that maybe when you don't agree or how has it been? Grace is the perfect business partner for me because she is so good at the numbers and she's really good at seeing a big picture where like I can go a little like nutty and like go off grid and be like, Hey, what about if we do this and this? She's kind of like, okay, Brady, like hone it in, you know, like yeah. <laughs> don't get too carried away. But she's also good to bounce ideas off of. And I think a good word is like practical. It's good to have somebody that, you know, is not good at the same things that you're good at, you know? Because we have totally different roles. Yes, 100%. Um, and I think a lot of the reason why a lot of businesses and business partners fail is because they're good at the same thing and they want to do the same thing and things get neglected. And it's actually like you're too much alike, so you're going to clash. But we have had like, you know, disagreements and we just like talk it out. We have meetings. We hear each other out. If she is like annoyed with me, I can kind of tell. So I like just give her some space. Mm -hmm. um, but we do not like when, you know, the other person is upset with the other. So we try to like figure it out immediately because everyone on our team is like looking at us. And if we're not getting along, mm -hmm. then no one feels safe. That's so true. I love that. And I 100% agree. I see the same thing in our business. With Terry and I, we have two different roles. And so it helps a whole lot when it comes to making decisions and navigating parts of the business. I'm not trying to tell him how to program the workouts, you know, and he's not jumping into Excel saying, you know, we should think about our financials this way. And what? we never even sat down in the beginning to say like, hey, this is your role and this is your role. We just kind of just started doing things and we stuck with, you know, what worked and the things that didn't work. 
we've like talked it out and just recently we started trying to learn more of the systems and like inventory so that like if one of us is sick or not able to do something the other one knows how to do the other person but I don't know that's also we're learning that all over again too yeah that's awesome I love that I'm all about systems like it lights me up systems and processes and it's funny with all this stuff going on with COVID-19 I was on a mastermind call with my financial planner. She does it every month and it's amazing. And she asked us all if we had a business continuity or business disruption plan. It was like crickets. We were like, what? <laughs> and, so it, and basically that's what it was. It's like, given everything going on, do you have a plan in place where even if you were to die or something, if you were to become you know, incapacitated, how does your business run? Where are all the things, you know? What happens if the internet goes down? What happens if you can't work from the office and everyone's working from home? What does that look like? I was like, that is brilliant. So having something, I know you're talking about it just in terms of y'all not knowing everything and others being able to do those functions in your business, but that's so important for growth, you know, and just for ease of mind, knowing that, okay, it's not all on me if something were to happen to me, or even if I just want to take a vacation and not want to have to be bothered about how to, you know, upload the thing about the inventory or whatever it is. So I encourage new entrepreneurs, like at the start of your business, that go ahead and write those things down, record all of that so that it's something that you just kind of get used to and you get in a rhythm with. And so it can really help your business like grow and scale faster. Yes. I hope that nothing ever happens to Grace because she does so much of the behind the scenes and none of us see like she talks with our tax guy. She does our orders. She was the one that, you know, our landlord during all of this. Mm-hmm. So she's like the brain. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need her. So <laughs> this whole coronavirus is making all businesses think about, you know, getting all these plans in place and like what changes we want to make in the future. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's real. I want to kind of talk more about just entrepreneurship in general. Like, what do you think is kind of one of the bigger misconceptions about entrepreneurship? That's a good question. I think that a lot of people that know me probably think that I have so much free time and (laughs) I don't really work, but it's not true. Like in reality, you're working all the time and you don't stop. So even if I'm not behind the chair, that's why... If I'm like not at the salon, they think that I'm not working. But when I'm home, I am working, you know. And another one is like that you're rich or you get to take home like all this money, you know. And that's not true either. That you have to like take out, you know, things for taxes and then you have to pay the bills and you have to pay for like, especially like for stylists themselves. Mm -hmm. Like going from commission and then you start, you know, the booth rent stylist has to pay for their chair, their rent. They have to pay for their product. They have to pay for like an assistant if they're using an assistant. So when people are actually paying for a service, I think a lot of the clients think, oh, this is like a, they get all this money, but they don't. And that was like the case with some of our stylists when they first came over to booth rent, like their clients even would say something like, oh, this is so great. Now you get all this money, you know, but they don't. (laughs) I love that. We have to pay bills just like everybody else. Right. And I love asking that question just to remind people when you're starting a business, it's important to be passionate about it. It's important to really love what you're doing because it is a lot of work. You're not just working when you're at the business. You're often working at home, especially in the beginning phases. It's a lot. 
And it's not the glamour that you see, like hashtag CEO, like, oh, I'm out here stunting on everybody. There are expenses that's very real too. So I love that you brought that out. Yeah. For anybody who is starting a business, you definitely have to be super passionate about it because it never stops. You know, you wake up and you're thinking about your business. You're going about your day, thinking about everything that you can do to make it better. Right before you go to bed, you're thinking about tomorrow and everything you did for your business. Right then you like have notebooks at your bed because you have to like remember all these ideas. Like if you wake up in the middle of the night. So it's like so important to be passionate about it. Mm -hmm. What would be the number one piece of advice that you would give someone who is starting out in business? Like if you could go back to Brandy in 2011 and say something or encourage in some way, what would be that? What would you tell someone just starting out? Maybe I would have gone with the bigger space to begin with instead of, you know, going with the house first and then the bigger space, you know, just like having more faith. I think that's great. Just go ahead and dream big because if you are passionate about something, like what could go wrong? You're going to give your business your all. So you're just going to keep on growing. And we ran out of spaces for clients to come like immediately. So we had to keep on building out stations for them, even in the bigger space. Mm -hmm. So I just think that people just need to like push a little bit out of their bubble so that they don't limit what they can do. That's so, so good. I recently had a client meet with someone in the space that they were looking to go into and they were going to start with like this smaller version of their idea and then branch out into the bigger version later. And this like veteran business person said, no, just go straight to the bigger version because it's yeah. going to waste a lot of time and resources and energy building everything up for this like phase one when phase two is going to be right around the corner. So yeah, I love that. Having the faith to just dream and believe that, you know, you can kind of have the bigger thing. Exactly. I went through this whole journey from like start to like where we are at currently on Instagram. I had like each little post was like our journey into this. So it goes like more into depth. But yeah, I think that that even looking back at it, even that roadblock of us, you know, getting the house, first and then going into this space. I don't really regret that just because it was like every step of the way, like determination, we were going to do it because we didn't let anything stop us. And now Grace has this awesome house in Montrose, you know, but all of it was like perfect timing because if we didn't get that house and if we weren't in that in the beginning, maybe we wouldn't have found do or die like the current location, you know, because there was other renters in it before. So I think everything's been like perfect timing, but I definitely think that people need to dream bigger and believe in themselves a little bit more and ask God for what they want, you know? Yes, that is so, so good. There aren't regrets, right? We learn from every single step in the process. You can definitely find the like the good and the positive out of every like negative situation. Absolutely. I am a firm believer that nothing is wasted, that everything kind of builds upon each other. And like you said, had you not started small, you may have never been able to do the next thing. So I love that so, 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 so much. This is a question I ask every single guest and it's just, what is the one thing that you can do this week to bring you closer to the best version of yourself? And I ask that question because I love to make things like as practical as possible, right? And yeah. we all have goals and dreams and, you know, we think of ourselves in terms of like, what does success look like and that sort of thing. But like, what is there something I can do like within the next seven days to actually bring me closer to that? 
and it doesn't have to be super deep. <laughs> it could just really be whatever really is on your heart. The one thing that makes me like the best version of myself is something so simple and yet I neglect it. It's like reading the word because if I have a day where I don't read the word and I get into a situation and I wish that I like handled it differently. If I would just have read like a little bitty scripture from that day, I would have been able to handle it so much better. Yes. But also it just gives me like peace and comfort and it makes me realize it's not about me. And if I'm not thinking that, you know, my day is about me and my business is about me, it's going to be better because it's all for God. And just taking myself out of the equation, my day is going to be way better. Um, it's so real. It's so real. I love that. And when I know this, so like, I'm like, why do I neglect it? Why do I forget to read? So, Girl, that is yeah. so cool. I actually just had my quiet time right before we got on this interview, like right before we sat down because in a time- Me too. Was, yeah, I love that. Yeah, there was a time in my life where, you know, I'd make more excuses about it. And of course, I'm not perfect with it now, but like, I think now I like yearn for it so much. And it, like you said, I can notice when I haven't had it and it's just not worth it. So now it's just like, I don't care. Sometimes it might be two o'clock. Like if I didn't get to do it earlier in the day, but I'm going to make sure that I make time for it because it's going to kind of set everything right. And to your point, whenever you take yourself out of the equation and realize like, you know, what I'm doing is for something much bigger than me. So I don't have to worry and stress about all of this. Like God got me here. He's going to get me through like whatever else comes at me. So again, I'm working as unto him, not so much as unto myself or as unto people in in that sense. And Mm -hmm. that really helps me refocus and realign. So I love that. You know, it started when we were little when we for school and we asked our parents like pray for us you know before we go and now whenever we don't start our days like that it's just something feels off you know yeah that's so good I love that you're awesome Brandy I'm so happy (laughs) happy I got to have you on Bird Means Business Podcast and I want to know like how can people connect with you or do or die or any of your businesses online what's the best way for them to connect with you I think Instagram right now because our new website is actually getting worked on right now. But do or die Texas or do or die TX on Instagram or do or die Brandy on Instagram. Each of our stylists though have their own account. But yeah, through our DMs, we like to engage with our clients online, especially right now. We send them all an email telling them how they like can stay connected and we've been giving them like hair tutorials and what to do while they're stuck in quarantine. So Instagram has been like our number one way to connect with people. And also like for marketing, it's great. That's how we get a lot of our clients too. They see us on Instagram. The one day that Instagram went out, it was sometime last year. Everyone started like wondering like, oh my God, what would we do without Instagram? Would our business survive without Instagram? And I feel like a lot of seasoned stylists would. But so many people like depend on it now to get new clients, like new stylists. That's how they build their clientele. So Instagram has been a huge blessing for us in our business. Same way. It's been huge. Instagram or word of mouth, the most effective marketing channels for us. So I'm right there with you. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I am so glad to have had you. And yeah, I love this interview. And I think so many people will really glean from it. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me, Ashley. This has been so much fun. Now, wasn't that just a treat? I told you, Brandy's a gem. And I'm honestly just so grateful to know her, to be able to call her friend and 
so glad that she's stopped by and joined us here on the Bird Means Business podcast. I hope that you were able to just really draw a lot from this episode, that it was helpful to you as you're looking to launch and grow your small business. There's nothing like listening to stories from other entrepreneurs to kind of see how they navigated things. So I'm going to keep it up having one guest each month to come here on the Bird Means Business Podcast. I'm going to try to keep it diverse with different businesses. We've had Terry Williams, my husband. We've had Patsy Vivares talk about her restaurant business. And now here, Brandy with her hair salon. So I'm going to keep it going. I just want to thank you so much for being here, for taking your time to listen and for sharing Bird Means Business Podcast with any entrepreneur friend you know, anyone you know who needs to launch or grow their business. That's what we're here for. I'm just sharing tips based on my seven years of experience as an entrepreneur and really just hoping that it helps you in your journey. All right. Awesome. Well, I'll talk to you next week. Alrighty, are you ready for Terry's take? Yep. Okay. Today we got to speak with my friend Brandy. Can you say Brandy? Brandy? I don't remember her. You don't remember her? It's okay. I don't know if you met her when you were a little bitty baby, so you might not remember her. She's mommy, a... hey mommy, you remember her too? I do remember her, yes. I actually interviewed her recently, hence this podcast. So we talked a lot about her hair salon. Isn't that so cool? She has a business hey, for her. Hey mommy, it's flying all the way and it's blowing all the way to that and it's flying and blowing. Hey, what do you think about having a business around hair? Like getting your hair washed and, you know, fixing your hair and making it nice? Um, Ryan, Ryan, oh, Ryan, Lord. Ryan don't. Ryan. Let's try not to talk about Ryan. How about that? Let's talk about Terry's hair. How do you like getting your hair washed? Um, good. It's good? Yep. Make, you like when it looks nice and stuff? Does Trenton like getting his hair washed too? Um, no. No, yeah. It's bad. It's bad, but at the end, it's not so fun sometimes during it, but then at the end... It's, it's good and bad. It's, good and bad. It's good and bad, yeah. Okay. I, I feel the same way. I actually hate having to wash my hair, but such is life. So, you want to have your own business here, guitar business, right? Yeah. So you can learn a mommy, lot. Mommy, I want to do this skipping. Yeah, a guitar business like that. Yeah, mommy, I want to do this one. Yeah, like garage band because you can see the guitar for the garage Yeah, band. like Jack Hartman, like he was a boy. Okay, well, let me tell you something. Did you learn a lot from the episode with Brandy? How she talked about her hair salon, her business, and how she navigates that so you can learn a lot about your guitar business? Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. I do the piano. Yeah, you're going to have different instruments that you play. That's going to be awesome. The guitar. But it's so good to like always. Okay, that's a great little sample. So it's always good to learn from other entrepreneurs, right? Hearing other people's stories inspires you. That sounds about right. Okay. Well, you want to say anything else? Yeah. Um, Ryan is my best friend. And he takes a hair wash and he don't cry with his hair wash. And he don't look like he has no hair wash. So it looks like he don't put some soap on it. So he rub it and then he just put it on his hair. And then just a sponge and cut his hair like his sisters. And then he just... Wow, you know a lot, about, a lot about Ryan's hair washing process with his whole family, including his sisters. That's interesting. 
and mommy, <laughs> um, mommy Ryan's mommy, um, play with Ryan. And Daddy also played with Ryan. Okay. He you also wanna, played with him. Yeah. Do you want to say bye to the people? Bye, people. Obviously, happy and never hate and never kick and never <laughs> so push. Bye. Bye. Bye.